Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Paradox Untold Stories from Athletic Directors. We have a very exciting episode um, with Scott Jarvis. How are you today, Scott? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. So excited for you to be here. Um, before we jump right in, I want to thank Ticket Spigot, who is um, our sponsor and the official ticketing partner of the NIAAA. Um, Dustin, let's not waste any time. Uh, I know we all have a lot of energy caffeinated this morning. I want to hear some stories. Well, we, we can get to those, but <laughs> I, I have known Scott for quite some time. We presented together. We've been state coordinators together. We, I, I am, I'm kind of intimidated starting off this podcast because Scott is what, what many would consider kind of <clears throat> the trailblazer in this podcasting world. Um, <clears throat> He and his partners in crime on the Beyond the Bench podcast um, have contributed greatly to athletic administration and our role. Um, but Scott's not just limited to a podcast. Scott is way bigger than that. Um, as if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see his checkbook is behind him, sitting in the windowsill. But Scott <laughs> is um, check, a podcaster. Department. <laughs> he, he, he's a podcaster. He's a he's a consultant. He's a fundraiser. He's an influencer. Uh, he, he's been in athletic administration. And let me tell you, the I can't underscore just how resilient Scott is. Uh, me and him and uh, Gary Stevens were presenting uh, at a conference. Uh, it was a webinar, actually. And uh, Scott's resilience was, all right, we were ready for him to present his part. And he would call in and say, hey, just wait a minute. We just had a tornado. Uh, let me get to a spot where I have internet and then I'll present. So Scott did not miss a beat when a tornado came through. So I'm not sure what will derail him, but that's my goal today. I'm going to try to derail Scott oh, today. But, oh, man, Scott Jarvis, oh. I am pumped to have you on, you're on me, our episode. You're giving me PTSD here. <laughs> Scott track meet yesterday, and uh, there some some old lady uh, got. I mean, I hope she's okay, but they were standing right by the discus, and she got just drilled with the discus yesterday. And I was like, "Oh no!" And the the only thing I I I feel bad, I feel horrible about this is like I am glad I'm not the AD here. I know that sounds absolutely horrible. I mean, I'm like, I hope that that lady is okay, but I was just like, oh my God, my chest just started getting tight. I was like, oh my God, that poor AD. And I'm going to blame you, Scott, because we had tornado warnings yesterday. Um, oh. And I think it's because we were scheduled to do this. Um, Probably. Dan Talbot said, once you schedule something, things happen. And since we scheduled you, we had tornado <laughs> warnings yesterday, potential today. So I'm blaming you, Scott. Like, so usually it's a collapse of society is blamed on me. So I'm good with it. Just hold it on. <laughs> you got broad Tornadoes, shoulders and a big, big. Tsunamis, thunderstorms, you know, everything. It's like I'm the Black Plague. <laughs> so as we uh as we begin this scott i i can talk about your accolades i can talk about you as a person um but but give us a little bit of a tidbit of who scott jarvis is what the resume is not going to tell us who's sure. scott what do you scott like to do for fun what does scott enjoy doing aside from ad work and contributing to athletic administration well so something that 
<laughs> maybe not know about me is I love to sing. Uh, I've actually had the opportunity to sing at a couple of my former student athletes' weddings, which has been super like awesome. I've really enjoyed doing that. Um, actually, one of my former athletes, he just sent me a message the other day. He's been married for like 15 years. And I sang at him and his wife's wedding. And I was like, that was 15 years ago. They got like three <laughs> kids now. And I'm like, dang, I'm, like, I'm getting grandpa age now. Well, so what do we I don't know. Do? <laughs> I was going to say, so I don't know if you thought you were going to mention that and not ask us, like expect us to ask you to sing because now I want to hear it. Oh, geez. That's... <laughs> What we need to do is another episode with you and Doug Kilgore and both have you guys sing together. Yes, I would love that. Because <laughs> Doug is... get my operatic voice ready, though, for, for Mr. Yeah, Kilgore. Yeah, I just he's got the old operas. At the South Dakota Athletic Director Convention, so it was good to see him. I hadn't seen him for a while. Yeah, great man. Um, yeah. But let's talk about... I always like to ask people to kind of give us a geography lesson of where you're at. Uh, yep. I know you're in Iowa, but can you yep. go ahead and paint the picture of where we're at in Iowa and, and kind yep. of your history in, in the state of Iowa? Yeah, so um, I'm basically, we're right in the middle. I'm in central Iowa. I'm about 20 minutes, 25 minutes from downtown Des Moines. Um, I've been kind of like the traveling Woolbury AD. I've been uh, in Minnesota. I was also out in Washington State uh, with the, the illustrious Mr. Ticker out in Washington, uh, but uh, got back to Iowa like 10 years ago, um, was originally in Iowa, then kind of did my little adventure, my little tour, uh, came back to Iowa and, you know, I grew up here, um, here in Minnesota. My, my uh, dad was actually a college football coach, so we moved a lot. I went to three different high schools, which was kind of crazy. Um, but I've enjoyed the, my time back in Iowa, got to serve as our um, state president here. Uh, and actually, gosh, it's been like seven, six years ago now, which time just absolutely flies in our world. I always tell everybody athletic directors age in dog years. So one year is actually seven. So when everybody That's asks true. me, when you old, I say, well, I've been in, the, I was an AD for 25 years. so. Figure that math out for a second. That's a lot of me, Methuselah, Scott Jarvis, you know. Well, you were, you were talking about the kids' wedding you sang at 15 years ago. That puts you over 100 years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Easy 100, over 100. In, and in dog years. So. Yeah. Eight, I call them AD years. When I'm referring to my dog, I'm like, the dog's in AD years now, not dog years. <laughs> so I have to think with going to three high schools, being a coach's son, being on an AD tour like you were, the Wolverine, if you will, yeah. uh, I know you've got to have some great stories of some yeah. things that just kind of blow your mind, of things that happen. You're like, did that really happen? And I'm kind of flabbergasted about somebody. We just kind of skimmed over a lady being hit with a discus. Um, you just kind of just brushed past that. But I'm sure there's some stories in there over the years of your dog years or AD years yeah. of stories that can just blow your mind. Yeah. I mean, I, one in particular that strikes me <laughs> literally and figuratively <laughs> we were, I thought I was young AD. Uh, I just gotten to uh, school 
Um, and we had this quarterback, it was called quarterback club. So basically our football coaching staff, our administrators would all go to the, the Moose Lodge for our quarterback club meeting Monday night. You know, every Monday night we go, our football staff would get up, our, you know, our, our, uh, our cross country coach would get up. They'd just do a little spiel on, you know, how the season was going. And we're going through the line to get something to eat after all of our coaches do their little presentations. And I get shoved into the food when I'm going through the line. And there was a angry father that was upset about his kids playing time. If you can imagine. So I've got gravy all over my, over my shirt. And he takes a couple of swipes at me. Uh, I, I honestly don't remember. Purposely, he purposely oh, pushed you into the buffet. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I see. I love Dustin's face. He's like, what? <laughs> and so my, my, my staff actually converged on him and pulled him off. And I was like, and I thought to myself, gosh, what, why is he trying to punch the football coach? I must've been a, like, I must've looked like the, you know, like the wounded gazelle. Like I was the weakest of the herd and they attacked me or something. But that was one that like, I, I, I'll never forget that. I was actually just talking to my former football coach about it at the football coaches conference just a few weeks ago. And I couldn't even remember the kid's name. And then about two hours later, he texts me the kid's name. I'm like, wow. wow. <laughs> it was absolutely insane. So that's one that really stuck. I have with so me. many questions though. Like, yeah, please. What do you mean? What was the buffet ruined? Oh yeah. It was messed up. Oh, but like I mean I had, I had gravy and steak and uh mixed mixed vegetables all over me. It was <laughs> it was it was a sight to see. I not. mean the rage that somebody must feel to not only like one physically go after you, which is a whole nother situation, oh, yeah. but like to injure the like to Make it so you can't eat the food either. This is like a double whammy. This is a very angry I know, hey. parent. Well, that's what I do. I, I said the only thing I'm good at is messing stuff up. And it's effortless for me, honestly. Effortless. So, so let me ask this question, Scott. Yeah. At what point do you realize that this was an intentional shove? It wasn't just people trying to get to the gravy train. It was the actual, <laughs> it was an actual shove physical altercation. Well, it was it was a rather hard shove, so I I figured it was probably not on accident. But uh, I turned around and I saw the rage in, in the eyes. I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> I think I, no. There are there are a couple things that I think through because in Arkansas, gravy is considered a a beverage. Um, and it's kind of like sweet tea sometimes in the South. And so I can just imagine the, the <laughs> anger from everybody else that the gravy was yeah. ruined at this point. I know it was, it was ruined, but Hey, we, they are, Hey, the, the, the ladies who made the, the dinner were right on it and, and fixed it and got the new food out and everything was fine. And I, of course that was a long time ago. 
so we weren't as worried about germs and COVID. Mm-hmm. They probably just scooped some of the vegetables back up into the bowl and, <laughs> and we just moved on. So you're in front of you and just said, hey, that's yeah, your we just scraped it right off into the bowl, the gravy. <laughs> So you're, you say, my shirt was ruined. You say that you're at the Moose um, Lodge, so I'm assuming like there's alcohol involved, perhaps. Uh, yeah, it was probably it was probably some alcohol involved. <laughs> oh my! So did the oh, parent liquid, liquid courage, liquid courage, mm-hmm. as I like to call it. So was the parent escorted out after this? Like you didn't like hang out afterwards. <laughs> We did not. No, <laughs> we did not hang out. But uh, you know, it, you think about all the, you know, and and I I always try to think of it, and I just you know, so this summer uh, I'll be at the NHS ACA convention, the National uh, High School Athletic Coaches Association, and we do our AD of the Year there, and one of our uh, finalists. Uh, Mark Solberg from Minnesota. Actually, he's doing his presentation on, you know, parents love their students. So I'm just going to chalk that up to this dad loved his kid and was trying to protect him. I can't ever fathom as a dad ever getting as angry as my kid not getting to play um, (laughs) than that that dad was. But obviously he, he... he was trying to protect his young. Well, at least you know your coaches have your have your back, right? They they yes, they they, 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 so. they swarmed right in. It was like uh, they were like the Avengers. <laughs> well, Danielle doesn't know what that is, so I know that's okay. We we talked about that before. Yeah, I, but yeah, it's uh, I'll watch it this that weekend. One of my, that was one of my crazy <laughs> crazy. I don't know if that's the craziest story, but that was pretty crazy. Well, I'm I'm trying to think about at what point did. Like coaches, I would have been around said, "Hey, let's just square this off right here and let you kind of, you know, you kind of yeah. got sucker punched from behind. Let's just square a ring off right here and let's go yeah, at it. Go UFC mode on them, yeah. Right. <laughs> Was this parent so, much larger than you? You know what? I don't remember honestly. I, I don't think he was. I think I was like, ah, I can, I can handle this guy. <laughs> so did you just did you just continue on with a? ruined shirt or did you have a spare somewhere that you went and changed no, I, I just had i just had gravy on my shirt there it was <laughs> we worked it would all it all worked out it was a topic of conversation for weeks you took, you, just, you took one for the team yeah it was good i mean we 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 like i said we we pivoted you know <laughs> so i can't i can't Confirm nor deny the next time we're at a buffet of any kind, Scott, that there may be a, a check from behind. Yeah, uh, like, you don't have to worry too much as we establish that Dustin knows nothing about hockey. So it's going to be a very weak, Jack. Don't worry about it. Don't, don't worry about it. I, hockey, <laughs> yeah, like hockey gives me PTSD too. So, <laughs> see, in Arkansas, hockey is, is not a it's not as big a thing um, as it is up North. And yeah, uh, I mean, they pride themselves on some football around here, some basketball, oh, yeah. um, but, but some gravy, apparently. gravy, <laughs> yeah, gravy, yeah, it's a beverage. <laughs> My son would tell you just give him a straw. In Arkansas, I heard. <laughs> I, I'm just, 
this just baffled. This story just continues to to be something that I'm going to wrestle with for a little while because I'm just trying to see the. I mean, you mentioned the Moose Lodge, which yeah, I mean that 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 dates probably where this meeting was in the in the time frame uh, yeah. because they're they've upgraded that from the Moose Lodge to some other finer da- yeah. dining establishment. Not that the Moose Lodge isn't, but it was it, it was great in its time, and that time is not. It's dated. Yeah. I mean, it's right. like shag carpeting, you know, uh, <laughs> disco ball, something. Yeah. There was a couple disco balls. There was some, there was some wood paneling. So, <laughs> I'm not, I, will, I will tell you there was wood paneling was throughout the, the establishment. So was, was said parent of, did his child play any other sport or was it just football? I believe he just played football. So he didn't have any vengeance out of any other coach. It was just you. No, just, well, and that was the crazy thing. I wasn't even coaching football. That's what I was like. I'm cer- certainly confused by all this. <laughs> Definitely the weakest gazelle. No, no, no. Yeah, I know. I was like, I think I get, I think I can get that guy. <laughs> was he, like was lion he hunting. They're like, I don't think I can catch that gazelle or that, but that one right there, I think I can get that one. <laughs> Was he? Uh, like, a, I must have been limping that day or something, you know. I don't know. <laughs> was he like an underclassman? Is this somebody you had to see repeatedly for years? Uh no, he was a senior. And oh, honestly, okay. I think it was my very first year at that school, if I remember correctly. So, yeah, uh, like, I was like, I'm like, since only- this incident, have you decided we're going to eat first and then I'll talk? <laughs> 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 that's you know what you'd think i would have learned that but I, I mean so i mean there you go see i i like i'm smart enough to know i'm stupid or just or just go to you go to buffets with a poncho on i mean either way works. <laughs> like i so i started wearing a, a rain gear you know then yeah. after that that was the only lesson i learned rain gear at the buffet table so i look a little weird at the golden corral but you know that's You're okay. safe. You are why safe. Is he why is that guy wearing rain gear to go through the buffet line? I, I think I would have said, all right, ladies, I know you're serving from this side, but I'm going to get my food from this side. So I have a visual on everybody. Right I, need to, <laughs> I need to see all angles. <laughs> That's but, an awful thing to have happen because you're just, I mean, how vulnerable you're just, trying to get some food on your plate right like that's yeah, just well, a, you know i guess that that was the first time as an ad i was like i, I guess i need to be a little bit more cautious out in public <laughs> so apparently you know, you know it is as an ad you you go through the grocery store mm-hmm. and you're like oh crap you just want some milk and they're just like coming at you mm-hmm. i mean they're and you know you can just tell they're on a mission you're like Shit, I'm in the frozen fruit section. <laughs> there's there's no way to escape. <laughs> They're stocking the shelves behind me. I can't run backwards. There was eye contact. I was yeah, I was like, I was like, yeah. <laughs> in mentioning that, we we had tornado warnings last night, so we sent people to the shelters and yeah. It's it's amazing. When I got to the shelter, here here it comes. It's the same kind of scenario. Hey Dustin, I want to talk to you about this. 
I'm thinking, we're in the middle of a tornado warning. Did you want to address what we're doing with with a concession stand next year? By the way, you gotta don't you, this is my favorite one. Hey, Dustin, you got a second? Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is this is an hour and forty five minutes. <laughs> Even a tornado warning doesn't game, end and them off. like, hey, uh, hey, hey, Dustin, I wanted to talk to you about something quick. And you're like. Uh, I'm actually trying to get ready for this game right now. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> Bad busy. Ten thousand people at your football stadium, and everybody's like, "Hey, you got a second? Yeah, no, not at all. No, I, no, actually, I don't. But what do you need? <laughs> so what you've proven is AD World is a full contact sport. Apparently, yeah. oh yeah, there's no doubt about that. I, I mean, I, 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 just... think, I think we. I I don't know if it's like. You know, we get ADs like vests, you know, stab vests, or I don't know. We need to get them something like some football, you know, equipment for their daily active, you know, <laughs> something. We need something. some sort of safety equipment to go through yeah, that everyday activity. We're going to have to get a hold of Jay Hammis and ask him about safety <laughs> equipment for athletic directors. Or maybe we, just, maybe we just get shirts that have some kind of slicker on them so if you get thrown into the gravy it just kind of slides off oh, yeah. there you wipe it right off like and you could be like try again yeah and just, you just wipe it off you know i mean i Continue think that could be a new, a new job you got scott you can throw that into all the consulting oh. and all the other stuff that you're doing hey i i tell you what i'm uh i'm Plenty busy. I don't know if I can take on any more projects right now. <laughs> but it would save. But it would save the food and save the gravy. Yeah, save the gravy. I, I think that's our new T-shirt. Save the gravy. <laughs> that, that could make you could run for president and get elected in the state our governor in the state of Arkansas if you save the gravy. I'm just telling you. I, hey, there. That, there you go. I, maybe I'll run for governor in Arkansas. <laughs> so, so before we just. Before we, uh, well, I say, let's put this discussion on the table uh, and just go ahead and jump to, I'm sure you got another story that we can jump into. Maybe not gravy induced, but um, we can have we can have some kind of conversation about another story over your time as an AD that we can have some fun with. Oh, for sure. So we were talking about hockey. So I was uh, up in Minnesota and, you know, hockey is uh, like a, a huge deal in Minnesota. I mean, uh, I remember when we had our section finals. Um, so in Minnesota, we actually like have sections and um, as a group of ADs, we have a, an executive of our section and we run our own section tournaments to qualify for state. And so we would, we would sell out Mariucci arena for, for section hockey. I mean, so there's 18,000 people at a high school hockey game. And it's like, you know, two sections are going at it. And one night in hockey was, I, I want to say our fans in hockey are probably the most passionate of any of the fans I've ever dealt with. And we had a number of kids that would, you know, probably not use, you know, what I would consider school appropriate language in, you know, <laughs> speaking to other kids on the, on the ice and I, I had to remove some some students from an event which didn't make uh many of my parents happy um so i i was then approached by a, 
a gaggle of parents that were then <laughs> going to have me fired from being the athletic director because I was not letting our students cheer. And I remember dialing the superintendent on my phone and handing them the phone and saying, hey, if, uh, if you want to get me fired, here's his number. Go ahead and give him a, give him a call. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't know what to do. They didn't know what to do then. So, so then this... we had a we had a meeting with our uh, principal and a couple of the parents um, after that occurred at the game. And uh, we had one dad throw a chair and uh, we had another parent cussing and swearing at the meeting. And my principal, who was actually the interim principal at the time, and he was like, we got done with the meeting. And I, I was just like super calm. And I could tell he was freaked out. He goes, is that what you deal with all the time? I was like, unfortunately, yeah. He goes, I don't know how you do that. He's like, <laughs> he was just baffled by, you know, the 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 interaction and the the passion that our our parents had. So, um, just so again, another PTSD moment for me. I I start telling that story, my chest starts getting tight. I I might need to go take a Xanax here quick. <laughs> So at any point did you say, is there gravy around here? Am I gonna have it be shoved <laughs> no, in the I, gravy? <laughs> gravy did not enter my mind. I was just thinking to myself the whole time, like, wow. I and, and then I always just like think about would I ever act that way as a parent of my own kids? I, I that's what I always ask myself when when I deal with that. Or I had another parent at soccer who after the game jumped the fence and attacked my soccer coach. <laughs> and I was like, and here's the deal. Like I knew this dad. I'm like, what is going on? I'm like, it baffled my mind. So much violence up there. So much violence. <laughs> what are you guys doing? I know. I don't, it's, well, I, you said you want the crazy story. I did. I did. I, did. <laughs> I can give you the fluff. <laughs> I can give you the fluff too. I mean, I've got lots. Here's the deal. Like I say those and I go, there are way way more great stories than there are the crazy stories. You guys know that too. I mean, right. there, there's so many awesome stories and awesome experiences well, I've had as an athletic director too. No, what you're talking about is super important for other ADs to hear because that can be sometimes, you know, a, a very tense situation if you're not used to it or if it's your first time or a nerve wracking situation or even a scary situation. And unfortunately, um, I hate to say this, but I feel like most ADs have experienced some sort of passion, as you call it, outrage amongst parents like this. And you need to know how to handle it and be prepared for it when it does happen to you. Because it's not going to be if, it's going to be when. Yeah. Unfortunately, yes. Well, and some of that, you can't respond with their level of response mm -hmm. or reaction oh. because all you're doing is you're pouring gasoline on the fire. You'll just um, make it worse. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> And my mom used to tell me all the time, never argue with an idiot because they'll drag you to their level and beat you with experience. Yeah. And so sometimes I process that while I'm talking to a parent, not that their parents are idiots, but in the moment, they're yeah. so blinded by their passion, their, well, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll just call it passion, their desire for the right thing for their kid. Right. They're so blinded by that moment that they don't think rationally sometimes. No. And we've got to sit back and take that moment and say, all right, let's take the 30,000 foot view as opposed to the the ground level. Uh-oh. 
Did we lose Scott? Yeah, Scott's gone. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Somebody- I'm going to keep recording. <laughs> yeah, this is untold story. This is exactly what you want. I mean, I was really what getting What do you a do? Point. I know. What do you do when you lose your guests? I mean. No one prepared us for this. I'm going to start throwing things. I'm, where's the gravy? That's where he Throw went. Throw your chair. Throw your chair. He, he went and got gravy. I'm sure of it. <laughs> oh, you were getting deep there, too. Yeah, when he comes back, I'm going to shove him into the gravy. <laughs> hey, he's back. He's back. Sorry about that. Nobody yeah. prepared us for that. Yeah, I know. I know. There's another. There's another thing. Like you could always have something go wrong as an AD. So here you go. Just another lesson. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I. I was telling Danielle while you weren't here. I thought you went and got some gravy, or were trying to find. I know. Some I was. Gravy. I. You remember that? You remember that Saturday Night Live skit, Crystal Gravy? You remember that? Yep. Yeah, that's what I. Whenever you said that gravy, I was like thinking of that SNL skit in my mind the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so what we did is we just adjusted while you were gone. We just continued on, and I, I mean, I yeah. was really deep in a, in my philosophy philosophical no, I like statement. I, I was like it when you get when you get all philosophizy on us. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you get out. <laughs> <laughs> so let's what we like to do is we like to discuss takeaways and we kind of we kind of did that with the the gravy situation but what were your takeaways in those those two encounters with parents um or three encounters whatever it was um what what takeaways do you take from those situations that as we share this with other athletic administrators that Hey, how, how can you adjust? How can you take learn from that experience and make sure you don't duplicate going crazy like the parents do? I, I mean, I uh, you know we talk about it a lot as athletic administrators. It's just how do we how do we remain calm in those situations? And I know many times I've been asked like you know you have some pe- parents screaming at you at an event, and all these other parents come up to you after like how did you just sit there and listen to somebody just berate you and scream at you for five minutes and just sit there? And I was like, sometimes it's number one, I feel embarrassed. I'm embarrassed, not maybe for them, maybe more than for me, but um, I always try to think about, you know, the kids. I always try to put myself in the shoes of, of that student athlete. And I, I know that they don't want that, you know, and so I always try to go back and try to have a discussion with that kid at some point, um, not always right away, uh, but just to make sure that they know that, you know, my, my whole reason for being an athletic administrator was to help kids. And, and uh, even though their parents are crazy, we can't hold that against kids. And sometimes that is hard sometimes, but um, I've had some really awesome, you know, uh, relationships with kids of parents that that I really struggled with, you know, um, just great kids. And I was always like, God, I hope, and I always think to myself, I hope to God that I don't act that way for my kids. And, uh, I always try to be appreciative of our coaches. Um, I always try to just, you know, put myself in other people's shoes though, too. And I know at times as parents, we love our kids and, you know, my, 
my wife is a great example. My son was in eighth grade and he got moved from A team football to B team. And Mama Bear got angry. And she <laughs> called the eighth grade football coach and kind of razzed him a little bit. And he comes to my office and he was super mad. And I had no clue that my wife had called him. <laughs> he comes in like, like a ferocious bear. And I'm like, what's going on? And he's like, ah. I'm like, oh, whoa, whoa, what, what happened? He goes, your wife. And, and so I just said to him, I go, hey, well, I got to live with her. So okay. just, and then he was like, oh, okay. Like, I'm sorry that shouldn't have happened. But we have, our parents do that. And there's many times at home that we've had that conversation. Like, I always told my, my, both my daughters, my son, at the end of the day, the only person who controls you being on the field is you. Not mom, not dad. If, and and I, you, have to, you have to make it so apparent that you belong out on that field that your coach has got to think, if I want to win, I got to have Alex Jarvis on the field. I got to have Grant Jarvis on the field. I got to have Brooke Jarvis on the field. And if you can't do that, then that has nothing to do with dad or mom. That has to do with you doing the things you need to do to get out there. And I've said it before, and I feel like, you know, saying it to 80s can kind of get, get old, but I feel like that 24-hour rule and, and yep. is so important, but I feel like we need to press that more towards the parents than the 80s, because 80s know that. All 80s agree, you know, 24-hour rule, calm down, we'll meet tomorrow, but sometimes you don't get that opportunity to one, say that, or set up that meeting, um, but I feel like that that 24-hour rule, maybe we need to do better jobs of, I don't know, educating parents on, on that. But um, that's something that comes into mind here that yeah. I'm sure the next day, all of these parents, buffet parent, soccer, you know, <laughs> fence jumping parent, um, all of these parents didn't feel the best about their actions the next day. I, I, I would agree with that too. And, and I think it's just the heat of the moment, you know, and like, how can we diffuse that situation so that we can get to that 24 hour rule and let everybody calm down. How can we talk them into or talk them out of making a poor decision? Yeah. So, so <clears throat> forgive me if I jump on this and if it strikes a nerve and you got some PTSD because of this, I'll start but what was that conversation like with your wife when you went home? And said, <laughs> oh, hey, <laughs> you went there. I know. Well, I, so let's just say, uh, I might have been in the doghouse a little bit, but that's okay. Yeah. You, you might be Mama a guest for telling right. his story. Oh <laughs> I'm protecting coaches and ADs everywhere. <laughs> and Mama Mama Bear was was in full force then too. I'm, I'm oh, sure. Just good lord, yeah, yeah, yeah. So those are, but those are, I mean, you just think about all the different situations that you get into as an athletic administrator and how it affects your family. You know, it's, I mean, it definitely, like, I, I was just talking the other day with another AD and I was like, you, you literally have to be, and, I, and no other woman would be married to me. Not one. I mean, my poor wife was a pretty much a single mom, you know? Um, I was very lucky that my wife brought my kids when they were younger to every single basketball game, every single football game, you know, everything. It, it literally had to 
your family has to be completely invested in your position as an AD. Otherwise, you just never see your kids. And I was lucky that my that my wife, you know, was I don't know, <laughs> kind enough flexible. to yeah, flexible <laughs> and kind enough to to uh, allow me to be an athletic director and still be a dad, even though I probably at many times I wasn't as good a dad as I probably needed to be. But uh, that that made it possible. Otherwise, it wouldn't have worked. And, and you bring up a point. I like to point out to people, there are times when I am DAD, not the AD. And yep. there's a difference between those yep. two. Um, and, and I think without trying to get all mushy and sentimental, but I think I there's a, there's that. a pertinent, there's an important distinction that you have to make at yes. some point. Um, and it works for me, obviously that doesn't work for Danielle because she's not a dad <laughs> at that point. But, but for, for me, my philosophy is sometimes I've got to be a DAD and not the AD. Yep. That's a great, great point. And, uh, you know, and I think back to all the, I would tell ADs everywhere, you know, with families, young, especially young families, make sure that you're being intentional with your time and making sure that you're spending that time with your family um, because the AD stuff will still be there tomorrow. And I know people told me that all the time. And what my actually at Centennial, uh, Holly Anderson, who just was middle school AD of the year, um, great advice for me that sometimes I need to see the tree before I see the forest. And I'm not always very good at that. I'm always looking out beyond the tree in front of me. I'm always looking at all the other trees out there that we need to, you know, fertilize or water or take care of. And I'm not dealing with the tree that's right in front of me. So that was, I always think about that when I'm, I get a little scattered in my, my thoughts and what I'm dealing with instead of just dealing with what's right in front of me. So that was always good advice. And I try to bring myself back to the, to the tree in front of me instead of the forest. I mean, the crazy thing is, I mean, there's always a tree. Yeah. I mean, in reality, there's always a tree. And again, we're chasing the rabbit down a hole that, I mean, we could talk about philosophy for quite a while. Yeah. Uh, but the no reality doubt. is, uh, as ADs, the reason we have this podcast is to tell stories about situations that we deal with. All of us deal yeah. with parents. All of us deal with games. All of us deal with situations that we got to adjust to. But the reality is how we handle and how we thrive in those moments of the crazy is really yeah. indication of what you're doing on all the other time to be prepared for that moment when it comes. Yeah, there's no doubt. That's a good so, point. Uh, do you do you have another story that we can we can jump into? Maybe laugh a little. Well, let's see. Jeez, um, I'm trying to think of another good story that I could that I could tell that would. Man, be I I, I want to jump into this parent jumping the fence and. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh room. yeah! We can get into that one. I I uh, it, it was absolutely crazy. I get a phone call because um, it was an away game. And we had a parent jump the fence and attack the coach. And, and then I was like, oh, my gosh. And I'm thinking of, like, the parent who I thought it was. And it didn't even end up being in that parent. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, what is going on? Absolutely <laughs> crazy. So I call my coach. 
yeah, you know, I, I bring some kids in, I have a discussion, then I kind of find out who the parent is. And I'm like, completely like just taken back by it. Cause this, he's a good person, you know, like, uh, and, and I was just completely floored by it. And I just, I remember my coach telling me that he didn't know what was going on. And he kind of like was kind of going back and he had tripped over a cooler and knocked all over the ice all over the place and kind of fumbled around. And the kids thought there was like, they started laughing because they thought just that he fell down. So the kids are all laughing and they didn't realize what was going on. And the kids are all telling me the story and they're kind of giggling when they're telling it, but then you know, they're like laughing. They're like, but we didn't realize it was somebody had jumped the fence and was chasing our coach and he tripped over top of the cooler. And I was like, Oh my gosh. So was it after the game or during the game? It was after the game. It was after okay. the game was over. Um, so, and, and they won. So everybody thought that, you know, it was like a, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. But, so you won. What's the reason for the jump? They were, they were not happy that their kid did not get to play that game. So it's always playing time. Yeah. It, well, I mean, I typically think it, it typically is. I, I had to have a conversation with a parent and then you, you just made the comment like the next day. Mm-hmm. The parent was like, man, I should have never done that. I don't know what the hell I was thinking, you know, you know, and then, and then you got to get into that, like, you know, conversation, like, well, you can't come to any more games this year. <laughs> like that's, you're, you're just done coming to games now. Um, that's it. Not always but why? Conversation. But why? No, he was like, here's the deal. Like, again, like there was some parents you tell that to, and they're fighting with you. And he was like, he was like, yeah, I, I understand. I mean, oh, that's good at least. Oh yeah. So there was, there was a, uh, the 24 hour rule, as you stated, Danielle, is it, it kind of brings some clarity to a situation. Mm-hmm. So who made the phone call to you? How did you find, since this was on the road, who made the phone call to you that said this just happened? So I had a teacher slash parent who called me from the stands and told me that it happened. <laughs> I, and, and I had another one too, where, I didn't go to an away game and my assistant uh, AD was at the game and uh, I had uh, a coach who stood up, tried to call a timeout. Uh, the referees wouldn't give him a timeout. So he stood up on a chair. So I've got pictures of like 900 pictures getting sent to my text message or coach standing up on the chair during a, a game <laughs> trying to get a timeout. That was another fun one too. See, we, I can go in. We had we had a soccer coach here that got uh, told by the officials, "Hey, you need to stay by the water cooler. That's where you need to stand." And so, what my coach did is had his assistant empty the water cooler and carried around so that he could walk. And he stayed by the cooler. Just the coach was just walking wherever he walked. So he he abided by the rule. <laughs> that official must have been so angry. <laughs> oh. That is good. That, like in the moment, I mean, you, you, you don't want that, but that's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> it was really clever. And my assistant soccer coach at the time, he didn't know anything about soccer. So all he, I mean, he was, he was smart enough to dump the water cooler and carry it, but didn't carry around a full water cooler. Cause you can imagine how heavy that would have been, yeah. but he, he dumped it, walked around and just followed the coach around. So I, I applauded him for thought. 
Yeah, he might have uh, he might have gotten a good workout if he had left it full. <laughs> I mean, I'm just trying to think. Getting back to your story, I mean, at what point does the coach do you and the coach have a conversation to just kind of wrap your head around? Hey, what just happened? Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, we had to talk, and both of us were kind of flabbergasted. Um, but I guess. I, I guess as what I learned in my years as an athletic administrator is like it, you just never know what to expect and you, you can't control people's emotions. I wish we could, but we can't. Just like if you have, you know, student athletes that get into a tussle during a practice or they get into something at a game. I mean, uh, wouldn't it be great if we could make sure that every single person was following the rules and, you know, being a good person all the time, but we're all human. We all make mistakes. We all do things that we regret or do things that we wish we hadn't have done. But uh, at the end of the day, if, if we can teach our kids and coaches and parents lessons from making mistakes, I, at the end of the day, I think that's what's most important. Well, I think you drive home a really good point. I mean, mistakes are going to happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're you're an old grizzly veteran in this AD world, um, and you've talked about mistakes that you've you've dealt with and you've done, and and I think we'd be remiss to say we sit in a chair and we don't ever screw anything up um, every day. And oftentimes guys, we're just going around trying to scoop up stuff. <laughs> you guys speak for yourselves. <laughs> yeah, not going to be. <laughs> Yeah, you're you're gonna visit the gravy train at some point, Danielle, and you're gonna get shoved into that. No, listen, yeah. as as long as I don't have the streaker like you're gonna have, then we're fine. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Now we could ask that. Scott, have you ever had a streaker at any of your games? I, I did not have one at a game, but I had one at graduation. <laughs> so a senior who did not walk streaked our graduation ceremony and uh, and I he 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 was I wish he would have gone off for track he was super fast that <laughs> could not catch him and he was prepared he jumped the fence and they had a car waiting for him back behind there and he he got in the car and took off and then the cops caught the car a little ways ways down but he was prepared and like I said I I think he ran a really good 400 split that day so let me ask another question just to follow up because we've had a guest that had this have you ever had a drunk chain crew <laughs> no but i did have a incidents where i had a chain crew and a coach getting a fight on the sideline though <laughs> but they weren't I've had drunk? that too no they weren't drunk <laughs> just got into it i i've had that too and that is not a good time no so it's it, tough to pull somebody out of the stands to run, <laughs> run the chain crew because the coach from the opposing school and the and the one of the chain crew guys got into a like chest to chest action. We so, were we were away when it happened. So yeah. it was the other school yeah. people like I'm standing right there and they're like screaming at my coaches and I'm like, what is happening? You can't talk to them. Like, what are yeah. you doing? Yeah, this was this was at our stadium, um, but it wasn't our wasn't our home game. So yeah, it was messy. 
<laughs> I mean, just think, and that's it's not a, rival, a story rivalry game, game and, you know, in, in town, you know, kind of explosion. I feel like all of your stories kind of like mold around like extreme passionate emotion. Yes. There's very passionate there and like, yeah, which is the, which is the thing you want, right? You want your community to be passionate about your, your athletic program, but not to the Scott level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> as is, as was my assumption coming into this, the Scott bar is set pretty high that um, Scott's kind of even a world all on, all on his own. Um, and, and he will probably self-admit to that. But, uh, the reality is I don't know that I ever want that passionate fan base <laughs> to be as passionate as what you've had to deal with. Yeah. But unfortunately I feel like a lot of ADs have to deal with that. So, but like I said before, there's so many great stories and so many good kids I've gotten the opportunity to work with and coaches over the years that are just fantastic. I mean, that's one thing throughout my, my career that I've been just super blessed is I've just met a lot of great, awesome people that, um, that I've been able to learn and grow from in good situations and bad, just right. like all the kind of crazy things we talk. I learned uh, something in each of those, you know, issues that that arose so um so for as for as crazy it is and as as for at the time seemed like you know the end was near um you know we persevered through and learned from it and hopefully grew from it a little bit and learned learned the the lesson that I needed to learn and uh it made me better athletic administrator I think but I, I think we we focus a lot on the funny stories and the crazy but I think you you make a point that we probably haven't done enough on this this podcast is appreciating what we do have in coaches, um, yeah. our support group, whoever yeah. that may be, principals that we work with, the people that help make our jobs easier. And it, yeah. I mean, we're, I I can't say it's got to be less time because that's really not a possibility with what we do. But they help make our job easier. And I think we need to really fully appreciate our coaches uh, and what they put into their programs because nobody wants to lose. I mean, they all want to go out and try to win, but yeah. you want to appreciate those moments of the impact that they're going to have on kids' lives that yeah. 15 years from now they're calling you and saying, hey, can you come sing at this? Yeah. Um, or can you sing at my wedding? Because that's that means influence has happened. And, and I think we need to do a better job of appreciating that. Yeah, there's no doubt. Yeah, there's, I, as I think back, um, the, the, mo the thing I'm probably most proud of is just the relationships and the, the network, you know, so I've, you know, I've gotten to, it's, even especially through the NIAAA, you know, I've gotten to meet great people like, you know, Dr. Dustin Smith, <laughs> you know, uh, just so many great relationships that I've been able to build through the NIAAA. Um, and, and I don't know that I could, I've learned so much from the NIAAA and, and the people I've met through that and my own state AD associations, whether it was when I was in Minnesota or Washington or Iowa, um, just I, I would not have had the success. Um, I wouldn't have gotten the positions I had without all those different relationships I've built over 25 years of being in this crazy, crazy world.
<laughs> when and Scott and I got to meet via Gary Stevens and Phil Risen yeah. asking us to do a presentation on COVID and try to return to play and what that really looks right. like. Um, and so it's part of that network that we build. And so now if I'm ever in Iowa, I can call Scott, hey, Scott, or if I'm not in Iowa and he wants me to help contribute to a book that he's writing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, whatever the case may be, we build a network of these people across the country that can relate. They can put themselves in our shoes because they, they've been in our shoes, uh, yeah. maybe not in our town, but they understand what we're going through. And I think there's, there's a lot of value in that. And I would completely agree with that. And I, and I would say too, for, you know, and there's, there's been times in my career, I was like, you know, you just feel like you just feel all alone and you're just, you're isolated. Typically you're the only AD in, in your school district. Um, your other administrators really don't truly understand what you deal with and the pressure that, you know, like the math teacher isn't dealing with the same kind of pressure that a head football coach is, you know, the, the principal, I, I wish parents cared more about their grades and their kids playing on a team, but typically right. it's not that way. So um, it can be lonely. So I would, I would encourage ADs if, if you're feeling that way, please reach out to your network and it can be a, sometimes an anxiety ridden position but if you don't have that network of people to call and talk to and know that you're not the only one dealing with all the crazy sometimes it's easy to feel like I'm the only one uh but I think that's what's great about you guys having tell the crazy stories um and there's so many good stories to go with it but those crazy stories at least you know people like okay I'm not the only one who's dealing with this nonsense this craziness <laughs> There's other people so that are doing this too, because mm -hmm. I think in many times you feel like, what did I do? Like, I was always like, what did I do wrong? How did, how could I have, you know, stopped this from happening? And, and as you, as I've gotten older and maybe a little bit more wiser, I've understood that you can't control everything and that, you know, sometimes just stuff happens. Well, and, and you can have as yeah. many backup plans as you want and plan B, plan C, and, and stuff is still going to happen. And and you're right, making people not feel alone is pretty much the whole premise of what we're, we're trying to do because yeah. I felt like that frequently, especially when I first started um, being yeah. maybe Like, who do you turn to? Who do you ask? Who do you trust? Yeah. You know, so it's it can it can be overwhelming for sure. No, I completely agree. But if there's any way I can help any of your listeners, please have them reach out to me. I'd be happy to help anybody um you know and, and i've had the opportunity now this last year to, to talk to 80s across the country um and and whether it's they're, they're looking for their first ad job or they're struggling with something it's been really really rewarding and then obviously writing the book the dna of an ad and having people contribute like like dr smith and and tons of people from across the country has been an awesome experience and I learned from that experience too so um I continue to learn and grow and and get better and and still can live out that that transformational purpose by going out and helping our student athletes coaches and athletic directors so it's been awesome and, and what Scott hasn't done is bragged on his podcast and I, I'll do that for them um the beyond the bench podcast they do a great job of tackling issues that are are relevant um, and talking to people that are uh, pertinent in our profession. And they basically all they're trying to do is give back to the profession, try to enhance what we're doing. Um, and, and Scott's, <clears throat> I don't want to say it's his life motto, but I think that's what he's 
invested in now is trying to make our profession better. Uh, and so if you're listening to our podcast, we appreciate that, but also listen to Beyond the Bench because those guys do a great job of really addressing the athletic director world. And it's a different niche than what we have. It's not telling crazy stories. Sometimes it is, but it's more conversations. Three guys yeah. that are just having a conversation and talking about pertinent things. So give Beyond the Bench a listen. Uh, they do a great job with what they do. Uh, and if you want to reach out to Scott, I know he mentioned that do so because Scott is ready to invest in whoever um, he's taking time to invest in me. He's, he's developed me, helped me um, challenge me to be better. So I, I want to thank you, Scott, for jumping on with us. I know you're a podcast veteran and, and yeah. we're a new startup trying to do this, but I appreciate you taking great. the time I've, and taking I've the chance I love listening to you guys' stuff. So thank you for what you do. You know, I, you know, as so many times I always told everybody with our podcast, like, it's, it was kind of our weekly, it's our weird weekly therapy session. You know, we can talk about issues and, and the, the one thing that we really wanted to do when we started it was just help those young ADs who are trying to, we always kind of felt like if you can get over that, that year, third year, get into that fourth year, feel like you're a little more established and you can make it, but we lose so many ADs um, in that first two, two years. And hopefully we can, if we've just helped one AD, you know, we always say that that's, that's what it's about. Well, and I thank you for your time. I, I appreciate everything that you're doing for our profession and taking your time out of your busy day to, uh, you know, hang out with us a little bit and, and share some of your crazy. They were, they were crazy yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And I gave you the abridged versions, of course. I, I don't know if, uh, the, the, the other version is shut your podcast down if we told the real the real story. <laughs> those those versions are for the moose lodge. Right. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I'll have to get I'll have to get you guys both a moose moose lodge t-shirt. Right. <laughs> Don't tempt me with a good time, Scott. With, <laughs> with, a, bu with a bucket of and I'll send you a bucket of gravy. <laughs> Well, Scott, we do want to thank you. We want to thank Tickets Picket for being the sponsor of our podcast and, and want to encourage you to not only visit um, and listen to the Beyond the Bench, but stick around. Next week, we'll have another guest that will bring some fun stories, some have, have a good time with us. But again, thanks to Tickets Picket for providing uh, the means for us to do this podcast. And thanks, Scott Jarvis, for hanging out with us today. And uh, listen in next week as Danielle and I dive into another athletic administrator.